Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Come on, somebody say amen this morning. Wow, ain't going to go to us? He's so good to us. Oh, man. Good morning. I'm just glad you're here today. If this is possibly your first time with us in the room, possibly your first time joining us there at home, we just want to welcome you. Faith family, would you let our first-time guests know you love them and are glad they're here? Would you tell them that? Yeah, make yourself at home today. If you're joining us online, uh, drop, uh, again, a comment. Let us know where you're watching from. If you're new here, click the New Here link. If you're in-house, make sure you swing by hospitality. We want to meet you. We want to get to know you a little bit better. So, But just so glad that you're here. And, uh, and again, just ain't it good what God's doing? Come on, so good, man. Well, I'll tell you, if you're new here, you may not know this, but we do this every week. We go to the Bible. So if you got your Bible, pull it out if you would and go with me to Matthew chapter 6. Come on, Matthew chapter 6. We get excited about the Word. We should. It is so good. But if you use the YouVersion Bible app, you can do this right now. Click on that app. Click more then events, and you'll actually find this right there in the palm of your hand. All my notes and points and Bibles, I share that with you so you can take that. This is what I encourage you to save. They, do, they don't stay up there forever unless you save them. So save this one. It's going to be a model that you can use. But Matthew chapter 6, um, if you have it, say, I have it. If your neighbor is looking, say, hurry up, hurry up. We're waiting on you. We're waiting on you. So uh, Matthew chapter 6. Verses 5 through 15, it says this. This is Jesus speaking, red letter. He says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. How many of those object prayers not so we're seen so that we see him and others see him? Amen. Surely I say to you that they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And verse 7 says, again, third time, Jesus is on to something. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Would you join me in this prayer? Father, we come to you today so thankful, so thankful, so blessed and honored to be in your presence. Speak to our hearts. Let every person today, Lord, just come to know you in a more real way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, if you would, just say, man, you look good today. Would you do that? Come on. <clears throat> Come on. You look good today. If you think online, if you think I look good, thumbs up. Help me out. Come on. Just talk to me. Amen. Just talk to somebody. We want to get you in on this thing. 
But let somebody know you look good this morning. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm going to say this. We've been saying this for the last six days, and now we can say it today. This is day seven. Come on, day seven. If you don't know, man, if you know, you know. But if you don't know, we're talking about the 21 days of prayer and fasting that we're currently in as a church. And it's not too late for you to jump in and be a part of this. But we're on day seven today, and it has been in incredible. Well, I'm telling you, just so good. We've had folks who have come every day. And how cool is that? I mean, again, who have been with us. We have folks who have joined us every day online. So I'd love for you to be a part of that. If you can join us, we're doing it currently at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday and 9 on Saturdays. And so again, we'd love for you to be a part of that. And again, it's just so cool. We're hearing again testimonies already of God working. Come on, that's what he does. He says some things don't come except through prayer and fasting. And we're seeing it, man. What God is doing has been incredible already. Many are fasting certain things. You can do a complete fast, a total fast, a partial or a selective. Um, many are doing a Daniel fast. Uh, Daniel, like no meats, no sweets, no breads. Um, that can get modified a little bit. Angel has made the term uh, the Danny fast. Uh, if you're not doing all that, Daniel... Uh, you can you can do the Danny fast, man. So so which is which is good. So uh, I love that. But just again, put something aside. Think about it. Let the Holy Spirit work in you. I, I'm telling you, you, you want to see God move. He'll do that in your life. But I love it because we last week did this. We kicked off a series entitled "When You Pray," and we heard Jesus say this to his disciples three times in this passage. And so he wants us, again, to make this a, this a big part of our life. We talked, called it last week the foundation. Amen. And everything builds off that. And I love it because prayer is so important. Amen. Amen. We see things happen when we pray. I, I love the fact that we saw people understand how important prayer really is this past week. If you don't know, if you haven't been watching, that was a, a football player uh, named Damar Hamlin, who, who physically just died on television, according to what the doctor said, goes into cardiac arrest. He stops. He's lifeless. And what I love is this, is that, man, people saw, we need to do something. Amen. They worked physically on him, but many went to a place of prayer. And I tell you, hearing testimonies of what God's doing in his life, it's a miracle there. And I thank God for that. How many knows, again, we can pray. And, uh, and it's a powerful, powerful thing. And um, but today, I want to talk to you, and I want to share with you uh, what Jesus says in a prayer. He, he, we refer to it as the Lord's Prayer, um, the model prayer. It's, it's not really Lord's Prayer. He was teaching us. He was telling us how to do this. And so I love this. And, and the Lord's Prayer is not this. The Lord's Prayer is not something we just say. It's a model we can pray. Amen. So we want to look at that model today. We're going to be doing this through this series, looking at different types of models, looking at ways that people pray in Scripture. Watch what God did as a result of those prayers because he moves when we pray. And so we want to talk about that this morning. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you today a breakdown of this model prayer, the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I believe the best way is to break it down into seven uh, kind of places. And so that's what we're going to do. This will be on the screen for you. It's on you version if you need it. But the first thing that we see when we come to God, the first thing we want to do is this, is we want to connect with God relationally. Amen. We want to connect with God relationally. And so we see Jesus said to do this. He said to pray our father in heaven. Amen. We want to pray our father 
in heaven. And uh, so we come to him in that way. He wants to connect with us relationally, and we want to connect with him relationally. Now, 6 a.m. spot, this has become my spot. It just, it, it just became my spot. So if you come, uh, you haven't been coming, but you show up, this is my spot on, on, on 6 a.m. No, you can have it. I'll share it with you. We'll sit there together and pray. But, but this is what's cool. I don't go before him at 6 a.m. I don't come before the Lord, and I don't say like you judge up there who was just waiting on me to mess up. You, you know what I do? Father, Father. Now, this is why this is such good news, because Jesus already knew. Like he was telling them, you can call him father too, because as a father, that means you are a son and daughter. That means you're part of a family. And so Jesus was doing this. Jesus realized that he was coming down from heaven to earth to give his life, to die in our place for our sins, to become the sacrifice for us, amen, so that we could be a part of a family. And so this is what he wants us to do. He wants us now to come before him and he wants us to go before him in this way he wants us to say father to him amen and I don't know I don't know how you go before him but I hope that you'll start your prayer life in that way not just up there not even just as God don't even just say it in that light but father and I, this is what's cool I really believe this I really believe that he wants us to call him that name there's it's just something about I believe again when we say that and when he hears that so we just want to go before him and start our prayer time this way now I'll say this as a father you love hearing your children call you that you love to hear them say daddy or father or whatever I remember my children now they're older but I loved it when they were younger and I would come into the room and it would be daddy, daddy. They would come to me. They would crawl up in my lap and they would just sit there and I would spend time with them. There's just something about your children like crawling up in your lap. Man, Adam still tries that. Oh, it's, it's wild. He's, he's the one who loves up here singing. If those you don't know, he was the one up here uh, playing keys. Uh, he still tries that ever so often. I'm like, son, you're a little old. No, no, no. But uh, no, he doesn't do that. But, but you know what I love that he does? He works here, if you don't know. We work together here. And, and what I love is that when he comes into my office and he sits there in that chair across from my desk to just hang out. And it's not like, you know, again, we have to do church stuff, talk these things through, work through stuff. But it's not that conversation. It's just hanging out with daddy time. There's something about that. When Faith, when she comes in and she'll just sit on the couch and we'll have a conversation just about life. You know what God wants you to do? He wants you to come before him and he wants you to see him as a father who loves you so much. And so we go before him and we say, God, you're my heavenly father. If your, if your earthly father may have messed things up, I want you to know there's a heavenly father in heaven who loves you so much, who cares for you so much, and who doesn't look at you maybe like your earthly dad did. He cares so much for you. And we can go before him and we can come bow into his presence and we can say, Father, I come to you today. Now, how? Why is it even possible? Romans 8.15 says this, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, 
but you receive the spirit of adoption. Oh man, this is so good. You receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So the moment Christ comes into your life, you put faith in him. It's no longer judge who's seated on a throne. It is a father who wants to come and have relationship with me and who wants us to be with him. And so again, when we're adopted in, he immediately, he gives you that name and you're a part of a family. Oh man. So again, he is our father. So we want to connect with him that way. We want to come to him in prayer just like that. Secondly, we want to do this. We want to worship his name. Oh, man, so like if you're wondering like, man, I don't, I don't know about this 6 a.m. prayer or doing it at a different time, praying at lunchtime. You're like, I don't know, what, what can I do for 30 minutes or 20 minutes? What can I do? You can do this. You can come to him as father, and then you can just begin to worship his holy name. This is what's cool. He actually, Jesus said to do it like this. He said, hallowed be your name. So this is what's happening. We're establishing the principle of prayer upon the precept of worship. So we come before him and worship his holy name. We begin to honor that name. We begin to go towards him and his name. How would it is holy? It is a holy name. It is a beautiful name. It's a name that we can do this to as we come before him and say, Father, we can run into that name. We can come into his name. Proverbs described it like this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Come on. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Proverbs 18 and 10 says this, and the righteous run to it and they're safe. Oh man, the moment you come into his presence, you're safe. Oh man, just to think about it. Now, I encourage you to do this. I encourage you to start your list of names of God. Uh, go look in scripture. You can find it, Google it, whatever you got to do. But just begin to make a list of the names of God and you will be amazed at how good his name is and how good God is to us. Here's just a few. You, you can go before him like this. You can go to him as God. One of your names, you're righteous. Amen, you're righteous. I'm clean because of you. I, I come before you make me clean. You are my sanctifier. God is sanctifier. You set me apart. You are the one who does this. God, one of your names is healer. Amen. So I come before you as my healer. Amen. The one who heals. He's the one who delivers, heals from all disease. He is that. God is banner over a victory. Amen. He defeats the enemy on our behalf. He does this for us. He is our shepherd. If you're like wondering, you're needing guidance. You're like, man, I don't know which direction to turn. God, help me to do this. Lord, your name's Shepherd. You're the one who leads me. You are the one who directs me and guides my steps. Thank you for that. God, one of your names is peace. Amen. One of your names is peace. Like no matter what's going on in my life, as I run into that name, as I call on and holy and honor and worship your name, you bring peace into my life. He is provider. Come on, that's one of the names. I mean, he is our provider. He is the one who supplies all of our needs. And I love this. So start looking those names up. And what I love is this. I love that he says this about the name Jesus. He said, that's the name above every name. And again, so we come in the name Jesus and in all of that is wrapped up in that name. So we come to him as a heavenly father in that name Jesus. And we begin to call out those areas in our life. And again, it's okay. 
to start praying that way, saying those things to him. So again, we connect relationally with him. We want to come before him, worship his holy name. Thirdly, we want to do this. When we get there, we want to pray his agenda first. All right. Now, I know, I don't know if you're like me, you got some things that he needs to do for you. I know some of y'all are all holy. Y'all day seven. Y'all are all good by now. Okay. I understand. <clears throat> He's still working on me. Amen. To make me what I want to be. Yeah. So, so th- this, is, this is it. But, but th- th- pray his agenda first. Jesus said it like this. He said, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we go before him. That is us coming into his presence and start thinking before we throw out our list. And we're going to get to do that. He cares about everything in our life. But before we start throwing out our list, we start thinking about the things he wants. We start thinking about what he has for us and his will for our life is better than what we want it to be. I promise you, man, his will for us is better. So we start focusing on some of the things. Looking up, study, man, like what does God want? You'll find in scripture that God wants to do this. He wants to heal bodies. Amen. So we're like, God, I want you to heal. I want you. This is your will. This is what your plan. I'm going to pray that way. I, Lord, you want to save people. You, you want people to come to salvation knowledge. So you can do it like this. You can go before him. You can see him as a father and start calling out the names of your loved ones who need Jesus. Amen. What's his will? That they're saved. Amen. What's his plan? What does he want for them? To come to know him. For them to be able to address him as father just like you get to. So this is how we do it. We start praying his will. We start praying the Lord would accomplish his purpose, his plans, his will in our life. We want him to do it. So we seek first him. We seek first his kingdom. Matthew says it this way in 633. He records those words of Jesus further down in Matthew 6. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So we're going to seek him first, his will first, his kingdom and his plan. And he said, all these other things will be added to you. Oh, that's good news, man. To think about it again, that what he wants. And I'm telling you, what he wants is is so much better than what you want. You're like, I don't know, I want some stuff. Amen. What God wants to do for you is better than what you want. His will is better than ours. And so again, he's Jesus prayed this way. Father, your will, not my, I want what you want. And so when we pray this way, we're opening up an avenue for God to move into our life. So again, before we bring the list, we want to say, God, what's on yours? Amen. Before we start saying, I want you to do this, we start saying, God, what do you want to do today? Man, what is it that you want to do in my life? And it's a beautiful thing that he wants to do. Tell your neighbors that he wants to do more than you realize. Come on, tell him. Say, he wants to do more than you realize. Amen. Fourthly, we do this. Now, this is cool. We depend on him for everything. We depend on him for everything. Jesus said, do this. He says, give us this day our daily bread. So we're come before this father and we're honoring and worshiping that name and saying, God, what do you want to do in my life today? But we're doing this. We're saying, God, give me today what I need. This is an opportunity for you to begin to share with him the things that are on your heart. He wants to hear it. 
He does. He wants to know what's on your heart. He's okay with that. Matter of fact, I believe it just does something in his life, just as God on the throne, to be able to bless his kids. It's just incredible when, you, when you're able to do something for the ones that you love. Like, if we just come off of Christmas, if you have somebody you loved and you gave them a gift, man, and when they opened that gift and it just brought joy to their heart, what did it bring to yours? Joy, amen. It just did something to you. Now, this is cool. We, we have uh, a couple of grandbabies who um, now they've taken the place of being able to crawl up on my lap. They, they do that now. One of them, her name is Eliza. And if you don't know about this about Eliza, she loves to eat, amen. Eliza is an eating machine. Um, we, we've learned this uh, to go ahead and get food prepared before she gets up. All right, just like beforehand. Like, again, we know what she needs. It's kind of like this, you know. Uh, kind of like he, he knows what we have before we ask it. Amen. Uh, but it's okay to ask. So, and she has found out that it's okay to ask. So she asks. I mean, like, as soon as she gets up, it's with, with, kind of like we're in pancakes. I want pancakes. And so she begins to go and begins to tell us until we get it ready that she wants her pancakes. Amen. I know some of y'all fasting. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I am. I'm, that's tough. But, but to go before him, and then she does it. She tastes it, and she's just enjoying that. And you know, you know what? I'm, I'm enjoying it with her. And I believe this for us. As we go before the Lord, as we bring our knees to him, and he begins to meet those knees, it brings joy to him too. But we want to do this. We want to call out. We want to begin to carry and give those things to him. I think it's a great one cool way to do it is to actually write down the needs that you have in your life. I know sometimes we joke about bringing this list before the Lord. But no, I, he wants, you know, maybe again, just write it down. One of the cool things about writing it down is that you can go back and look and say, he's so good. Oh, man, he did more than this. I asked for this and he did this. And so again, but maybe write it down, make a note in your phone, get a notebook, whatever that you want to do, but start surrendering those things over to him. Start giving those things over to him. Start looking to him for your answers. Some people have been working so hard to try to get things in their life and we should work hard and we should be diligent, but those things don't happen without him. Amen, we want to depend upon him for everything. Psalm 121 says it like this. Verse 1 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So we're not looking at the creation. We're looking at the creator. Amen. We're looking past this creation. We're looking at the one who designed it, the one who made it. And this is what's awesome. God cares. He really does. He cares about every area of your life. Matter of fact, we see in Scripture, Peter said to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. That's why we do it. We cast those things on him because he cares for us. He loves you so much more than you know, and it's just so cool to think about. I love Max Licato. He's a great author and pastor. He, he, he said this years ago. He said, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. Amen. If he had a wallet, your photo would be in it. Amen. He sends you flowers every spring and a sunrise every morning. Face it, friends. He is crazy about you. 
Hey, man, my modern version, if, if God had a cell phone, your, your, your picture would be on the wallpaper. Hey, man, your, your picture. He loves you so much, and he wants us to do this. He wants us to bring those things to him. So we share our needs with him. And like, and there's nothing too small or too great for my God. I'm telling you. So he cares. So the little things, I mean, does he really care about? Yeah, he cares. He cares more than you think he does. So again, we bring those things to him. So again, we, we, we call out our needs to him. Fifthly, we can do this. We want to make sure we walk in this. We want to forgive and be forgiven. So like a, during our prayer time, this is so valuable. Jesus made sure he said this. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. We want to make sure we do this. We want to get our heart right with God and with people. Amen. So we start looking in our life. We say, God, search my heart. Reveal to me, are, are there things today that I need to lay down? Are there things today I need your forgiveness in that, that you need to, to lay before the Lord and ask him to forgive you of? And a good father is going to forgive a good father is going to bring that to you and into your life. You, you, you may need to do it like this also. You may need to say, is there someone I've wronged? Is there someone I need to ask forgiveness of? Is there someone who's wounded me that I need to forgive today? He tells us to do this. He says, forgive and be forgiven. That we want to make this a part of our life. And, and I love this. This is what happens when we confess those sins to him. When we come to him as father, when we come to him in that relationship, 1 John 1, 9 says this, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So like when you come before him, he's not, no, not today. Not in the mood. I ain't got time. No, no. He brings forgiveness. He brings cleansing from those things. Like, so do it every day. Like do it, don't, don't let it build up. Don't let air, don't let yourself get so far down a path that it's going to be so hard to get out of. So start making this a part of your prayer time. Coming before the Lord. God, there are things in my life I need to bring before you. It's not legalism. It's not out of fear. I'm not going to him in that way as, as, as a scared son. I'm going in that way because I know he has a better plan for me. And so I say, God, forgive me of those things. Reveal to me. Show me. You may start praying and asking that, and God may remind you of something that happened. What do you need to do? Forgive and let that freely come into your life. I love what Paul says in Ephesians. He says, forgive as freely as you've been forgiven. So again, it's so Jesus, again, he's not withholding that forgiveness to you. So we want to let that flow out of us also. So we want to forgive and be forgiven. Sixthly, get ready. You need to do this in your prayer time. You need to engage in spiritual warfare. Come on, amen. You need, during that time, coming before him as father, addressing his plans, seeking his will first, going before him with those needs. Get ready. You need to engage in spiritual warfare because Jesus says this, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. So be ready for this. The, the Greek, I think, probably says it more like this. Do not allow me to be led into temptation. All right? So keep me from that. So that means this. Like literally, you're going to have a chance today to sin. 
You're going to have a chance today to do this. And so we say this, God, keep me from that. But you also do this. You engage in warfare the way he says here. Keep us from the evil. Because listen, there is an evil one who is out to destroy your prayer life. He's out to destroy your prayer time, your life in every way. So we want to do it like this. We want to come before him. We want to bring our petitions to him. And then when we do that, begin to engage in spiritual warfare. Don't, Don't put up with the stuff that you put up with sometimes. Come on, amen. Don't just say, well, that's how it's going to be. That's the way that it is. That's how teenagers are. They're all going to do this. Listen, no. Engage in some spiritual warfare. Take authority over that enemy who's coming after your kids. Take authority over the one who's trying to attack your body. Take authority. Put him in his place. Come on. Don't put up with that stuff. Quit allowing those things to happen in your life. When he told us to do this, engage in warfare. Paul says it like this in Ephesians 6. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Come on, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So there is a spiritual warfare that's happening as you pray in the natural and physical on this earth. There is a shift that is unfolding that you may not be able to see with your your eyes of flesh, but you begin to look into the spirit where you'll begin to see. And this ain't weird. People made it weird. Come on, but this ain't weird. This is real. And so when we see this, we start looking at this. You start watching, man. There's an enemy after me, hold on, and I can take authority over that. I have, I have armor that God said I can put on. You put on the whole armor of God and stand. Amen. Declare the victory over your family. Declare the victory over your church. There's some of you going through some things. You know what we've been doing? We've been declaring the victory over your life. So get ready to watch God unfold a win in your column because God is going to move and we engage in spiritual warfare. So again, don't pull back on this, put on the whole armor and go in. I mean, I mean, go in hard. So you might want to take, say like, hey, I'm going to take a couple of minutes and just kind of like engage spiritual warfare and go that way for a few moments. You, you may say like, I'm going to do this for a while. You may say, I got three seconds. I don't know, but make that a part of your life. Don't put up with what the enemy's throwing at you. Come in and come against that. James said to do this, submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees. Amen. So resist him. And we resist him in spiritual battle and spiritual warfare as we go after God. So again, don't just put up with it. I'm t- I've put up with some stuff. I'm tired of it. So quit putting up with stuff. Amen. And go after it, man. Take authority over that in Jesus' name. Amen. Engage in spiritual warfare. And finally, we see it like this. This is so good. We can do this. Number seven is that we can express our faith in God's ability. I'm not coming before him. You're not praying to come before him like saying, I'm going to try to work this out. I'm expressing my faith in what God can do. And man, he can do anything. He can do what he wants to. He's sovereign. He's good. And man, my God can do anything. And Jesus said it in these words. This was his words. He says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So we're doing this. We're expressing our faith in that. We're believing and we're saying that, God, I believe you can move in every circumstance. I'm, I, don't, I, won't, I don't know if you've ever prayed this way. You pray thinking, I don't think he's going to be able to do this. 
And then you maybe pray another way, and you're like, yeah, he could probably do that one. No, no, no. I want you to express your faith in God's ability to do exactly what he can do, and that's anything he wants to. So again, remind him, man, that God's power is limitless. And so you begin to declare that yours is the kingdom. All authority belongs to him. Amen. All authority belongs to yours is the power. All might flows from you, and yours is the glory that the victory today will be complete. In him. Amen. So again, we pursue that and go after him. And I love this. The last words we see in the book of Revelation in chapter 5, last book of the Bible, he says this. He says, in every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying. Whew, now just, did you catch that? Everything is going to be declaring this and saying this one day. This is wild. Every creature, heaven and under, under it, above it, but it, they're going to say what? Blessing and honor and glory forever. Oh, man, blessing and honor and glory and power. Be to him who sits on the throne. Come on. He is seated in a place of authority today. He is seated in the position to be able to meet your need. So again, be to him who sits on the throne. And that last passage says, and to the lamb forever and ever. Oh man, we're declaring that. I'm going to ask you if you would stand with me, please. And as you stand, I'm going to ask you to first, before we go any further in this service, would you bow your heads with me? And would you just take a moment, just close your eyes. And I'm just so thankful for what Father's been doing. He is so good, and his plan for you is so great. He's a good Father who loves you, has a purpose for you. And I want to ask this today. Are you able to call him Father? Are you a son or daughter of the Lord today? If you're not, like, listen, this prayer is for those who can call him that. That's what this prayer is all about. This is, this is for God's people to be able to go before him and cry out to him this way. You know who wants that for you? God does. He wants you to be able to come to him in that way. I want that for you. And today, listen, right where you're standing, his heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If today, if you came before him, you're unable to call him father. You haven't, you're not in relationship with him right now, but you would be honest. You would be real. And you can be truthful. Again, he loves you so much. He wants this for you. If you would say this, if I came before him, I'd have to say, judge. I have to say this, God, because it's not personal. It's not relational. I don't have that but I want it. He wants that for you. Today, if you want to be able to call him father, if you, if you want to be in relationship with him, and today he wants to call you son or daughter, I want to pray with you right where you're at. If that's you, if you would say this, I, I want a relationship with God that I don't have right now. I want that with him. I want to ask you to do this. So lift up your hand to as high as heaven as you can get. And if I see a hand, I'm going to pause and I'm going to pray and I'm going to introduce you to one who's going to change your life forever. Amen. So if I see a hand, I'm going to do that. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Raise it up high. Who else? Anyone else? Who else is going to say, I want that relationship with him. I want to call him father. I want to be able to say he is, he is my father and I'm his son or daughter. That's what he wants for you. 
Amen. Christians, begin to pray this right now. Begin to pray for this. This is his will. Begin to pray God's will right now unfolding. Who else? Anyone else? So just right now, if you lift up your hand, say, God, I come to you and ask you to be father. I ask you to make me a son or make me a daughter in your presence. I believe today that Jesus made a way for me to be in this family. I believe the gospel that Jesus gave his life. He took his place from my sin and shame. And I confess my sins to you. I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Father. And I thank you for helping me be, Lord, a part of this family. I receive you now in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Let's rejoice in heaven right now over that. Come on. Amen. I want to make sure we pause to celebrate with God, with heaven, with what God's doing. They're going to close in a song today. And this is what I want for you. This is what I'll begin. God wants this for you. He wants you to be able to just spend some time with him, calling him father, and him meeting your needs, him just spending time with you. So we want to do this. We watched God move in lives at 9 a.m. People got set free, delivered. Just incredible what God's doing. So I love for this to happen. I love for some of our prayer team to maybe just help us on each side of the stage. This is what I want for you. If you need prayer, we want to help engage in warfare with you. We want to battle with you. We want to pray for you. We're going to pray in that name, Jesus. If you need prayer, I want to invite you to go to one of these who are on to my left or right. If you need prayer for any reason at all, anything going on that you want somebody to pray for you, I don't want you to stay back, hesitate, and wait. He's calling you into this today. But if you don't need prayer for, for anything, like, listen, you don't like need someone praying for you, I want you to apply this model. Again, just for a couple of moments, one song. We'll end this service this way. Can you apply this model during this time? Just coming before him, calling him Father, spending that time with him, and watch what God does in you. Amen? So I want to do this way. We'll open up the altars. You can come, kneel, sit, stand, however. Or if you want to do like we do in the morning, just begin to walk, however God leads you. But can we spend these last few moments in worship and in prayer and in communion today with our Heavenly Father? And let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or would like to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.